Welcome to The Lunch Table, where real friends who are real pastors having real conversations you may or may not have said out loud once you've left the lunch table. So so I really love that as a as a thought, for sure, like being able to, and, and that's something that I've really been trying to think about, like, um, especially with like my creative youth ministry stuff, which the guys know about and all that, you know, like one of my book streams and stuff like that. Um, mm-hmm. But um, on top of that, you know, because I think there's there's definitely a lot of taking the things that we're already creating and being able to reuse those in other places, for sure, like that is for sure a thing for pastors. But right. we also have a ton of people who are listeners on here. Um, and honestly, even the three of us that where it's just things that we do that are different from anything else that that we know other people do, right. um, that are something that like, if we put it in a book format, we could very easily just say, Hey, you know, having a conversation at IA retreat and talking about it and be, just be like, Hey, I, I actually have a book about this. Like, mm-hmm check it out here, you know, like that kind of thing. And just being able to pass on the things that we've creatively done in our ministries like that. Um, but there's so many people that have like no idea where to get started. And so I think, right. I think that's the, that's the part of the process that, that just for our, for our listeners, for mm-hmm. us, how you got started. Like, I'd really love to kind of know like what that right. looks like and maybe not the like, make an account on, you know, Kendall direct publishing. Stuff, right. That's but, later. Know, like, yeah, yeah. Yeah. We can talk about that stuff later, but the, uh, but the, like, how do you decide what's your process mm-hmm. of getting started? Like, where do you, do you just jump in and write and like, whatever, or like, what, what does right. that look like? So my story is that my husband got put on a third shift and I was mad. <laughs> <laughs> it was like, we had littles, we had littles. And I was like, and then he so he was working third chef and then come home and he would come home and they were already like some of them are already off to school and then he would sleep and then he would get up and leave before they got home from school and it was Mm. like single parenting and and I was listening to a podcast and the pastor said um that it's not the trials you go through it's what you do with the trials Mm -hmm. and I was like Lord, because, and I felt like the Lord say to me, you've always wanted to write my whole life. I have, but there was always something happening. Right. Well, now I had all these hours at night without a husband, you know, like I put the kids to bed and normally that would be the time we would spend together. Well, I sat down, I just started writing. So that's how I started 120,000 words into a book and no end in sight. I was like, okay, I'm not doing this right. So I had to go back and I had to learn story structure. So that would be the first thing I would say. There's two, I think there's two things that you need to do. First of all, you need to just get your butt in the chair and write. Hmm. Set a time every day that you're going to write. And um, the second thing that I would say is you need to see and watch podcasts, read other books, but how to write nonfiction. Can I just add something to that? Uh, I'm sorry. I I just, cause like you're speaking to me so like so perfectly (laughs) right now because I called it Matt Inc. I put 30 minutes a day aside. And I know Mm -hmm. know, that's not a lot of time, but I just call it Matt Inc. No, it's fine. It was, it's kind of not just free time, not just like go play video games, but just like, I'm going to sit down and do something for me. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. And that's what I was just writing and writing and writing and writing. 
And when I lost that Matt ink time, get when I lost that get your butt in the mm. chair, that is when yes. everything went off the rails. So yeah. you are speaking to me right now, and <laughs> I am going to put Matt ink back on my calendar and just get my butt in the chair. Right. Agreed. It's really, a, I think it's a 90% of just getting your butt in the chair. And we actually, the ladies and I, in our podcast, we wrote a, a nonfiction workbook. It's kind of hard to see on here mm. uh, called 30 days of writing sprint prompts. It mm. is specifically for fiction. Um, but so if you have any people out there that are interested in fiction writing, but what we um, believe in is writing sprints. So your 30 minutes is perfect. There's a theory out there called the Pomodoro method and it can be for cleaning organizing whatever but you set a timer for 25 minutes yes. take a five minute break set a timer for 25 minutes take a five minute yeah. break you do that mm -hmm. four times and then you take a longer break um but if you only have a half an hour that you're setting aside you set a timer and during that time no social media your children my kids know i tell them i'm sprinting unless there's blood they don't come bother me i turn my <laughs> i turn my phone off and so at first it's going to be awkward and you might you know because you're inside your head and you want things to be perfect when you're sprinting, it doesn't have to be perfect. Whatever comes in your head, you just put it out there. I had, I had a friend that like, she just whatever popped in her head the first time and like a grocery list showed up at one point, but it unlocks something for her. Yeah. When you set that timer and you just start writing, it unlocks something for her. And you'll be amazed at how good your writing is if you do that every day and you set a timer and you turn off that internal editor that wants this to be perfect. Because that might be what's stopping you too, Matt, from finishing what are moving forward and where you are is that it isn't perfect or you don't know exactly what to do next or how to <laughs> forget that forget that just sit down set a timer and start writing so right. that that's that's the best advice i can give to anyone whether it is a fiction writer or non-fiction writer is to set a timer 25 minutes take a five minute <laughs> break turn everything off and then while you're doing that in your free time learn how specifically to write non-fiction and that right. is, and then once you get, cause then when you get a full book, I'll come back on when your book is done, then I'll come back on the show and then we'll talk about what do we do next? Yeah. I love it. I am <laughs> writing Matt Inc. tonight, 8 30 to 9 PM. Cause the girls go to bed at eight. Gives me a little time to get them yeah. in bed and everything, but I am going to turn my phone off and. No, you, you missed the whole point of the talk, Matt. You tell Emily you're picking up a third shift job starting. You're going to start writing fiction. <laughs> you got angry. I think my wife would actually be a little happy. Like, I think I'm actually. <laughs> <laughs> no, she's actually she's actually about to leave to go out of town. So I actually have the whole house to myself tonight. So if there's any. Oh, wow. I have zero excuses. But I'm um, I'm gonna take your I'm gonna take your advice right. and um, sprint and I'm also gonna I think I'm gonna work on the end I think I'm gonna yeah. cause that's what I'm Good. thinking about from yeah. my passive time and things like that and stuff. But that, and if you want to elevate that time a little bit, get at least one writing partner. We used to call it office hours. We right. the ladies from the podcast and I we had office hours that we every single day because we were like serious there for a while before my mom got sick and we would meet each other and we would meet in like zoom or what the program oh, that we cool. use mm -hmm. and we would do the timer and like it's an accountability thing and again it's hard to get distracted when you know everyone else is going to be paying it's going to notice if you're like not writing because we're all like yeah. busy doing it so yeah that's great so yeah. I, I i'm sorry i i just when you were speaking like I, I'm the hype guy. I get so passionate when you when someone <laughs> speaks to something that I'm like resonating with I just mm -hmm. 
maybe good or bad. I'm just like, I, I have to say yes to this, what sure. she's saying right now. But yeah. you were on this point number two. And before I cut you off and of kind of like getting started, get your butt in the chair. And then what would you say uh, was the can you're kind of going on the, the next thing after that to learn how to write nonfiction. Mm-hmm. And there is plenty of people out there that have put out um, there are plenty of like YouTube videos or podcasts or because I like I can give you all kinds of great advice for writing fiction. But like I said, I've only put out one nonfiction, but I know there's lots of help out there and learning from other people who who are a few steps ahead of you. That's been our goal the whole time with our podcast. We are not experts. When we started this podcast, none of us were published, but we yeah. knew yeah. I was close. I was like within a few months, but we knew that um, we were a little bit farther along than other people. If somebody, when I started my journey, if I had found a podcast like mine, it would have saved me so much headache, mm-hmm. but there are so many podcasts out there that I couldn't have playing when my kids were in the room. Lots mm-hmm. of writing podcasts have like, are just not appropriate, but yeah. great <laughs> advice, but I couldn't. And so we, that was our goal was to be a podcast where we're just a few steps ahead of the people that are behind us. And we're trying to pull them along and help them out. And some yeah. of them have surpassed us. It's been great. It's been a great experience. Oh, cool. So find a podcast or f- even friends, somebody that like knows what they're doing in nonfiction and just learn. So when you have some free time, throw on a podcast, turn up, put on a YouTube video, and then have your set time where you're sitting down and writing. That's the main advice. Those two things right now, the stage that you're at with your journey, that's what you need to be doing. Um, Drew's published. So he's, I got more different advice for him. You know, he, he needs to up his game. I really and... do need to up my game. I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I'm I mean... like, a, <laughs> I actually, because we were talking about, um, getting set on like having you on the podcast today and doing all that mm-hmm. stuff. Uh, I, uh, actually Lexi, um, my wife, um, gifted mm-hmm. me for father's day. I've been wanting to do this for forever. I've got this really old, iPad that I've used for a church that's like the church bought like a long time ago. Um, mm-hmm. And uh, it's just like getting to the point where it's like not even working, but I use it all the time at home for writing. Mm-hmm. Cause I don't want to lug my laptop home and do all that stuff. Right. And, uh, and it just like the keyboard started jacking up and all this stuff. And Lexi <laughs> uh, upgraded me for father's day, which is legit. Um, Ooh, and so, right. um, but uh, you know, after I, uh, after I got everything set up and all that stuff. I like sat down Lexi's in the living room watching American Idol and all this stuff. And uh, I was just like, you know what? I had my moment of like, I just need to sit down and write. It's like, cause mm-hmm. I have definitely been slacking on getting stuff out. And <laughs> so, mm-hmm. you know, just kind of thinking about that. It was like, man, it's been, it's got, I got that itch of like, it's been too long. I don't like this. <laughs> and that's a good thing when you get the itch, right? Yeah. yeah. Um, it dep- depends on, I love that we all knew where you were going. Yeah. <laughs> okay, to change gears a little bit, uh, I want to put this <laughs> in in Nate's world a little bit. I'm, mm-hmm. I have an interesting question for you uh, that's been thinking is, when you listen to sermons, or when you listen mm. to pastors speaking, mm. yes. do you feel like there's a piece of of us, or especially Nate, who's who's communicating every week, you know, uh, that they might be, I don't know the right way to ask this question. Maybe not. I don't know if they're missing, but have you ever been sitting there being like, man, that was a good message. But man, if they could have used some of these skills that mm-hmm. I've learned in the writing world, I think that they would have hooked more people or yeah. here's yeah. a way to put together a sermon. I don't know. I don't know if this is a fair yeah. question. It's just something I was thinking 
you have to be sitting there sometimes thinking, or I'm guessing you're sitting there thinking like, man, if they would have just put a little plot in this sermon right. or if they would have just put a little plot <laughs> So are you saying when you listen to Nate preach that you're like, man, no, if he just did a little bit different. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> I, 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 no. I'll be 100% honest with you. I put myself in the category of maybe an average speaker. Right. Mm-hmm. Like I can get up on stage and develop, de- deliver a message that most people are going to go like, oh, that's fine. You know right. what I mean? Yeah. So the question I think really <laughs> is for me to hear like, man, I wonder if there's some advice here that I could think through the next time I'm putting together right. uh, a talk or uh, a message. So you're more relational in your ministry probably than you are. And then that's going to come through in your writing. So your writing is going to be more relational. So, so um, I don't know. I've never heard Nate speak, so I'm not going to speak to like Nate's preaching. But yes, I have sat. <laughs> yes, I'm in, um... average. He's pretty low. <laughs> yeah, no. I'm just kidding. I can only because it's not true. I hope. I hope the listeners hear this. <laughs> no, there. That's true. There. Uh, this just this year, I feel like I went from below average to average. So and. Well. Well, to kind of interpret, motion. <laughs> well, to kind of interpret, like probably in the storytelling aspect, right? Like mm-hmm, we can drop right. the ball how we tell a story yeah. for sure, and I'm sure that probably drives you nuts as an author. You're like, get there, bro. Uh, yeah, maybe. Okay, so possibly if I were to hear a sermon like that, like, but what's coming mm-hmm. to my mind right now is a pastor who has spent so much time studying this and has so much stuff, and they just want to share all of it. But what they have mm. to remember is you spent a whole week, a month, a year, maybe in mm. this, and you have 40 minutes That's right. to convey this and less is more. And I would mm. say the same thing with writing as well, because someone who like my, remember I told you at the beginning, I had that 120,000 word novel and it was no end in sight. I was like writing some sort of like little house in the prairie episodic. I don't even know. Like every <laughs> chapter was an episode. I don't know. There was no arc or anything. Less the plague has come through. Yellow fevers yeah. wiped out. Community. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it was, everything was happening. Yes. Um, but same thing with a sermon is that like, there's a reason why the three point sermon has like been so popular. It's wow. it's not just because like pastors, like it's easy for pastors. It's really because our brains can take so much, right? Mm. We can only absorb so much. We have, um, I won't say we, oh, there is a church that has a guest pastor from a parent <laughs> church that has come down a few times from the parent church to this church plant. And, um, <laughs> Very nice guy. Undisclosed. Undisclosed. (laughs) Uh, I may or may not know some of these people that are involved. Um, Very nice gentleman, but he's new new to it. And he does not know. He doesn't know how to put it together. And he is so excited about what he has studied. And he's just sharing too many things. And I... I don't know if you guys know about Clifton Strengths, but uh, Mm -hmm. with me, my Clifton Strengths input very high. Like I'm a learner. So I can absorb a lot. And if you're losing me halfway through it, you know, you've wow. lost a lot of people for within the first, you know, 10 minutes. So, yeah. um, so that would be my thing is that, yes. So going back to writing, plotting is so important. I think the same thing with sermons is that they mm. have, if you have a system, I have like, some people are like, oh, I could never plot because then every book's the same. No, it's not. Just because I know at what percent, like for me, at 25%, something major happens, 50%, something major happens, 75%. And if you read good books, go take one of your favorite books and open it about halfway, you're going to find that like a big thing happens or changes Mm -hmm. the story right there. 
but it makes every story different. Same thing with sermons. Like just because you have like the three points, you put your own flair on it and you, it's, it's you, you're, you're taking what God has given you from his word, but you're presenting it in your way. It'll be completely different. So keep, keep, come up with your own like plot for your sermons. Mm. Um, but, but don't like, even when you're like, Oh, but I gotta get, I gotta get this in. If you feel like you have all this stuff and it's going to be more than that, then make it two sermons. Yeah. Like, yeah. because people will remember more. And isn't that the point is for us to walk mm. out of there more enriched with what you've given us. I would rather you give me one point and you really send that home with me, that one point, mm. And I can apply that to my life. than to have three points that I don't remember when I like an hour later. So. <laughs> Yeah, I swear yeah. you just wrote an Andy Stanley book just now. I thought to say, <laughs> yeah. Any any listener out there from a guy that did a lot of sermon rockets, things Matt helped me with, a lot of preacher training, you just got the whole version in thirty yeah. seconds. Oh, yeah, that was it. You did a really good job of doing that. <laughs> awesome. <laughs> I'll never forget that training Matt sent me, and it was like this was years ago, and it was like, let me guess, you've got five great points, and they all start with the same letter. And you're excited <laughs> to give all five. He goes, well, guess what? In today's age, you now have five sermons. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Take those. And I was like, whoa, that's so good. Well, I, and I'm going to butcher this a little bit, but I have learned like a uh, structure allows you actually to be more creative. Yeah. Yes. Like people Ooh, understand what they're working with. They can be more creative than it's when they don't understand. And you're just like, lame. what do they mm-hmm. call it in the woods? Oh, they, the writers, I, uh, some of the podcasts listen, they talk about where they're so in the woods they're trying to find the path out and everything. And sometimes right. I'm like, you know, some guardrails probably would have helped you. You know, maybe <laughs> yeah. I don't know. Right. Avid readers of any genre, whether they realize it or not, they have expectations. They, mm-hmm. if they read enough books from a certain genre, good books from a certain genre, like let's let's just say wrote romance, because that's what I know. If it, by 25%, if by 10% of the book, the characters haven't met you will lose some of your readers and they will move on um, to the next book. They don't know why, but they just think the book's boring by 25%. If you don't have some sort of like what I call tragedies, they're not always tragedies, but something that shakes the world up of your characters. Yeah. Um, if you don't have that, you'll lose even more readers. They don't know why they just know that the book is boring, wow. right? That this is why this is important is because there's an expectation unspoken mostly for readers of your genre, which includes nonfiction. This is why I think it's really important that you learn the the tropes, I guess you can say, of nonfiction. Mm-hmm. What are people that read nonfiction? What are the expectations of nonfiction? And then try to meet them the best you can. Now, can you mess around with that a little bit? Yes. Because, like, let me show you real quick for you guys. So this was my first book. It was just going to be a freebie. It ended up being a full book. But you see how thin it is. It is what I call a novella. A lot of people call it a full-length novel. This is book two. This is the average length of a Christian romance. Here's book three. Can you see how much bigger it is? This book right here was the 120,000 word story that that was going on. But I didn't want I love these characters. I I just destroyed this book and took so much out of it. But I still couldn't take take everything out. I just couldn't do it. So I got to the point where it's like, you know what? I'm hitting publish. It is close enough. And we'll see. And people love it because but it wasn't my first book either. If it had been my first book, they were hooked. You know, they're hooked. My readers are hooked at this point. Yeah. It wasn't it The Hobbit. Okay, okay. Who wrote The Hobbit? J.K. Uh, nope. R. Nope. Uh, J.R.R. Tolkien. Tolkien. Well, I yeah. think it was The Hobbit where he wasn't finished with it. And was it C.S. Lewis who went and stole it and just published it or something? Like, it was just like, it's great. The book is great. Just go yeah. publish it. Yeah. A lot of people don't know it. 
Tolkien and um and Lewis and there was one of we're in a writing group together. This yeah. is another reason why you need to be in writing or, groups because you're yeah. gonna be famous someday. Because <laughs> yeah. they were. They we're gonna, we're gonna call ourselves. We're gonna get a new a new little writing group together, right? And we'll yeah. call ourselves the Little Inklings. How well, about Drew, that? I, was, <laughs> Drew, I, I was wondering if me and you we should to, do that. We, we do could start holding each other accountable. I think I need that big time. But yeah. we have about ten more minutes before we do our wrap up, okay. and I'm just curious, Jennifer. Like, can you just brag on yourself for a little bit and just tell us tell us yeah. about your books? Tell us okay. how to oh. find them. Oh, what were you going to say? Drew? Oh, I was going to say, and and this is a little bit of podcast sharing too, right? This is like on the collab side. So yeah. uh, I'm actually going to be on y'all's writing podcast on Friday, yes. which is going to be Friday. awesome. I'm so excited about that. But uh, so tell us a little bit about it that. It will have too. come out before this yeah. comes out though, right? Uh, Actually about the same time. Oh, there Something we go. like that. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. So, we, um, so yes, I am on a podcast called the Christian Indie Writers. Uh, you can find us at christianindiewriters.net. It's N-D-I-N-D-I-E, not like Indianapolis, um, but christianindiewriters.net. And we come out um, every Friday with a podcast. We do our podcast live. So you can find us on YouTube Whoa. and we have a pretty active, um, we are, we, we, we've been out for a few years. We have uh, over 200 episodes, but um, we we don't have the gift of promoting ourselves. This is where we really lack, but we have the fans we have are avid fans that schedule around our show and show up on Fridays to be part of the chat. And they are all just fabulous. We just really love our, our chatters. Um, so that's every Friday. We'd love to have anyone who's interested to come join us, ask questions. Um, we also have a Facebook group that you can um, ask to join. If you just find us on Facebook, Christian Indie writers um, podcast, you'll be able to join our, our Facebook group. And there's just a lot of great, christian writers out there we are really good about policing people that just are in there to promote like we want people that are in there to to share their knowledge and to learn from each other and it's a really great group um and yes i write christian uh romance um my series love and lansing is out now and all three of my books that have already been published have all reached number one in several christian categories on amazon um and yeah sorry keep going um, that was just like really that was like that i like the flex that's that's awesome (laughs) that is that is amazing that is like so legit but yeah keep going sorry you know it's so funny (laughs) i love that you 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 spoke truth into some pastors needing some passive income i love that you just went for it and i think we don't those are like mm-hmm. things that we actually need to talk more in our christian community yeah. about that's good but i also think we need to support each other guys like we mm-hmm. it, you know like we gotta um christian culture eats their own way too much we have to actively mm-hmm. let's promote and so i am yeah. so pumped that you hit those hit those milestones and i know that i'm gonna definitely um buy all three books for my oh, family and, and put them in our bookshelf i have a i have a my oldest daughter she's gonna be an avid reader i i could tell and so but yeah anyway sorry yeah, keep, i appreciate keep going. that no that's well, great. Hey, while we have a while we have a pause can i ask you a total personal question real quick yeah, absolutely. so well this no my daughter so my daughter <laughs> no just <laughs> you're gonna be really deep or you're gonna no, be like, it's not deep really hard I, my no, by personal, I mean only for Nate's game, <laughs> but others could use this as well. But um, I do have a hard stop in a little bit. I got to jump off. But my almost 11-year-old, who's already boy crazy, who's no. all about those boy bands, who's all about those crushes, which book would you recommend? And she loves to read. So which book would you recommend me getting to have her start reading 
So um, there is, they are a series, but you do not have to read them in order. But if you don't read them in order, you figure out who ends up with who. But you, it's Christian romance. You know yes. they're going to end up together. That's right. not the point of reading it. <laughs> um, I would say start with the first book because it's shorter and see if she likes it. It's called uh, Searching for Anna. Searching um, for Anna. Sweet. Yep. So that that's it. where I would start for an eleven year old for sure. Perfect. My, my girls have read them young and and enjoyed them. So well, I mean, sold bad, but you know, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they're usually my most brutally honest. Like, that's good. <laughs> people in my life, right? So right. okay, great. Yeah. Thank you. Continue. Yeah, totally fine. <laughs> um, but I wanted to to point out that I have reached number one, not just to pat myself on the back, but to also tell you that I'm not I am not living on my income. So it is. Um, you wouldn't open a donut shop, make one donut, and then think you're going to be, you know, in a profit, right? right? So the same thing with books. I think everybody has this image of like, I'm going to publish a book and I'm going to be the next Stephen King. You're probably not. Like, <laughs> And like I pointed out earlier, the mid-listers mm -hmm. is where it's at. You know, you can make a decent income, but it's really about having out a number of books. There is this whole system, too, about releasing uh, more rapidly, they call it, or at least on a schedule, which obviously I've not been really good at the past couple of years. But um, it's about having more books out because you find someone who likes that first book and you have 20 books out. You have just, in, in essence, sold 20 books. Because uh -huh. they will buy all your books. That's the theory. And so with like, I, that's what I was saying with you guys, like if you already have, like if like Nate already has the notes in the, the research and you just have to learn how to like, make sure that you're, you know, giving people credit in your books and where you got the information from, but you're writing your own thoughts and you're writing a, a, with your sermons and taking those training books, you could be putting out a few a year, honestly, yeah. especially if you write in a series. Like my pastor writes in a series. That's why I'm like, you need to be doing this. Yeah. Even if we did nothing else, but you, he has his pretty much written out months in advance. This is how extreme he is. Mm -hmm. um, I said, we should be putting out like Bible style or like even note-taking journals, something to go along with it that we would put in our connect center. And then when we're done, it just goes up on Amazon for anybody to buy whenever. Um, so that's the, that's the one thing you can do. And then I think Drew and Matt, once you guys get, going on this like I, I think that we all have one book inside of us right we think that you know and I you get excited about that book once you get that one book you're going to be surprised how often you have other books and other ideas yeah. and it just keeps coming like I can't keep up with all the ideas I have and then one quick thing I know we're getting ready to close this out but I, that I forgot about is writing prompts this is what we use and I think you can do it with nonfiction as well mm -hmm. is that once a week at least on our podcast we before we start we do a writing prompt of some sort we write and then we share it live on the podcast at the end of the podcast Ooh. without editing it oh yeah it's like wow. at first it was super scary now we're so used to it um, and Drew <laughs> I think you should do it with us this week I think you should actually I'm do down. the writing with us I'm so all right down. awesome <laughs> um, but you'll be surprised what ideas you get so there is a website called random word generator just randomly generate some words and then make sure you and then try to include all those words in in nonfiction in what you're writing like i take our writing prompts and i stay in the world of the book that i'm writing in and i have come up with like ideas i didn't even think about were going to happen in my book that now is like making my book so much more rich because That's writing so cool. prompts because i activate things and so Love it. Yeah. So we end all of our podcasts with our one minute recap. Nate, no, don't even try yep. to jump. I, no, I'm jumping in. One minute recap. You, I, want, I want Jennifer to hear this. This was phenomenal. I was just very impressed by you. And Aww. so, you know, like, I'm the guy that's like, first of all, Matt and I's mother, Angel Didway, has been telling us what you're saying forever. Like, Ugh. 
monetize what you're already doing, you know, yes. put this, you know, in a five minute thing. And so, yeah, she's going to be freaking out when she hears this. But then also um, I'm the guy that struggles to read 10 pages a day. So I'm not writing a book anytime soon, but I I'm inspired and you're oh, awesome. Good. So thank you. Oh, thank, thank you so you. much. All right. Yeah. Thanks for, see you later, man. Have a good one. And, uh, Jennifer, we'll let you go last because because okay. we like to get the recap of your experience. So, okay. um, Drew, what's your one minute recap? And then I'll do it and then we'll let you kind of close this out. Yeah, man. Honestly, I think uh, for me, I'm just inspired. I'm excited to hopefully get that writing group going on and uh, just really feel like it'll be a good way to just kind of jumpstart some of those things. And um, it's so cool to hear from from you because you really know what you're doing. You're like mm-hmm. you're you've been doing this for a lot longer than than me, for sure. Um, and um, just to hear a little bit about your process and, and you know, the sprints, especially like that is for sure that's going to enter, enter my life for sure. Um, but, uh, yeah, man, that is, that's just so, so cool to hear from you about your process and, and, uh, man, I'm also super impressed about the number one, like stuff. That's so awesome. That's so cool. You can get there. I can help I you get it. there. I'm, I'm, yeah. I'm very hopeful for that now. <laughs> like, honestly, I, I, uh, I, I think you probably were one of these people, but I sold like two books in the last month and I was like, Hey, mm-hmm. I made six bucks. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't get your creative one. I, I feel so bad. I bought your first book, but I got to get your creative one. But that was, uh, but anyways, we'll talk offline yeah, about that. Yeah. 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 As someone, I don't know if this is going to be fair. Like I've never considered myself like a creative, right? I've never, and I've always kind of put writing in that category, fiction and nonfiction is some, you know, that kind of left brain, right brain. I don't know how that stuff works. Mm-hmm. What I really take away is the practical advice of getting started and getting going and how that could lead to, to where, to where you're at and what you're doing. And so I just really, mm-hmm. my one takeaway is just the practical advice of being so helpful and something that's going to enrich my life. And even like that word generator thing, as soon as you said that, I thought, wow, that's just a good brain exercise. And I yeah. think vocabulary yeah. and how I communicate with people. So mm-hmm. just thank you for the great practical advice, even for someone who doesn't put myself in that category and everything from there. But with saying that, what is your one minute uh, takeaway from being on the Lunch Table podcast? So I have always had also this desire to be uh, like a public speaker. Communication is my number one Clifton strength. And it's something that I've always wanted. To do. I never wanted to be a pastor. I knew that my grandfather was a pastor, grew up in a pastoral family. Um, So it was never, I I know the difference, but there's something in me that like, so I, but I write fiction. And recently I've met someone that said, you should take your fiction and you should turn it into public speaking. And so this conversation has kind of helped also kind of flame, like, you know, get that flame going as well, because I do have spiritual arcs in my characters and there are, is always a message. And so um, I'm excited to like, just to know you guys more too, because you have a skill and you are doing something in your lives that like, I want to emulate. And I want, so I want to do more of the public speaking aspect of it. So this is, you know, it's, so I I appreciate that I learned that and got that all excited again from being on here with you guys. That's awesome. awesome. Yeah. So on Friday, I just subscribed to your YouTube channel. Um, what time on Friday do I need to put on my calendar? To oh, that's listen? right. I should have said that. 10 a.m. Eastern. 
10 a.m. Eastern. All right. Well, um, thank you. I look forward to um, to listening to the podcast and supporting you guys. Yeah. I understand now why Caleb and Lydia love you guys, love you uh, so much. And uh, right on the I trip. love them too. And as organized as Caleb is, you know, you need to get on him about when a uh, conference actually <laughs> I starts. Know. <laughs> I cannot make it through the whole thing without. without. <laughs> It had to be brought up. <laughs> it had to be. If you weren't going to, I was going to. <laughs> well, thank you yeah. for joining us at the lunch table. Guys, have a great day. We'll see everybody next week. Bye.